Merry Christmas everybody. First, before the show starts properly, I thought I'd uh, let people know that the sound quality isn't up to its usual standard for the whole show. Uh, some recordings were made using my telephone because I could only get older people while I was at work. But they can be heard and they are fun conversations to me. So with that, here is a special gift for all of you. Hey, it's Gil from The Today's Mind Culture and Social Podcast. And you're listening to Pods Like Us. Hey Marv, hey Pods Like Us listeners, uh, we are When They Was Fab, I'm Ed Chen. And I'm John Stone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. God bless us everyone, <laughs> as Tiny Tim once said. Or several times actually, but yeah. Anyway, so so Marv asked us to talk about some some of our favorite Christmas songs. Uh, we are a Beatles podcast, but we do have other favorite Christmas songs. Right. We won't do Christmas Time Is Here Again or any of McCartney's tunes as our favorite Beatles song. Or Happy Christmas, uh, <laughs> because, well, John borrowed the tune from Stewball. <laughs> right. Or Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. Oh, nonetheless. Okay, so um, let's go with traditional carols. I've always, I've always liked the Twelve Days of Christmas, just because. Well, you know, it's fun to remember all those lyrics. <laughs> fun, you call it? Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I've never been able to get through it without the the words in front of me. But uh, yeah, it's also the longest uh, Christmas carol ever. <laughs> Long, long, long. Anyhow, beyond that, I also am a big fan of uh, the Bob and Doug McKenzie Canadian version of the 12 Days of Christmas. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I like that. Five, five golden toques, four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. <laughs> right. Well, you know, my, my tr traditional Christmas music would be uh, Ho Oh Holy Night, which I just love the melody of that. It's uh, dramatic and and fun to sing. Um, but the song I always play at home every year is Robert Earl Keane's Merry Christmas from the Family. A which, good Texas boy. 
at a good Texas song, you know, it, you just sit and listen to it and go, I recognize everything he says. <laughs> so, um, even the, the incorrect, uh, or, uh, he, he sings about, uh, Salem lights and Marlboro's and, and, uh, you know, that's no, no these days, but, um, in fact, it's so no, no, that if you go on the internet, instead of Marlboro lights, it says more Burl Ives. <laughs> and, and good old kinky Friedman, the, the, uh, everyone's favorite Texas, Texas Jew who also likes to sing about Christmas sometimes. <laughs> That's true. They don't make Jews like Jesus anymore. <laughs> big song. And uh, and before we we bring up a couple of the Beatles uh, Christmas messages and Christmas songs, I gotta bring up Darlene loves baby. Please come home for Christmas. You know, <laughs> uh, growing up, I was a Letterman guy, and every year Letterman would have her on for his big Christmas spectacular. <laughs> was that the group, the Letterman? <laughs> no, no, David Letterman. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, good song. I think did the Eagles recut that? I think they did, but it it doesn't it's, have. It, it's it's not anywhere near the uh, original. And of course, she went on and parodied that on SNL with the Christmas time for the Jews. Speaking of <laughs> Jews and Christmas, which was very very funny. Right, right. And I have one other. You know. Uh, one of my favorite Christmas songs is one that I wrote actually Uh quick story. Uh, Darren Murphy and I were having dinner one night at our producer's home. We were kind of sharing a producer and we both talked about how growing up we had sung in choirs. And after that, you know, we got into bands and uh, we never again sat, had sung with a group of people and uh so it's like it would be cool to do that well it happened to be around christmas time so i went home and and wrote this song and we put it together in the studio in a way that he and i uh cut the basic tracks and then we would just call up people that we knew in town who you know had certain skills and just say hey, you want to come play on this song and you know we got all sorts of people to come in and add their talents to this so that by the end i mean at one point we were like you know what we need right here graham nash and so we had a friend of ours who kind of sang like that so he was uh included and we ended up with a what i thought was a, a pretty nice song well i went out of town uh the weekend that uh it was going to be played on the radio on a, a show that came on sunday nights called made in texas and our so good friend we, donna mckenzie Donna McKenzie show. And I was driving back uh, from Dallas coming into Houston and listening to a radio show. Cause I knew it was going to come on. And just as I saw the skyline of Houston appear, the song began. And I felt like, like this was a Christmas present to everybody. And, uh, and it was, it was just kind of a magical moment for me. So that's a big song for me called peace on earth. So before we sign off, 
Ringo has a Christmas album. I want to be Santa Claus. Uh, we've talked a little bit about it on our show. He does a, he does a great cover of uh, Blue Christmas, but he, he wrote an original Christmas song called Pox und Biskum, uh, a George Harrison style sitar led <laughs> Christmas carol. You got to love that. Right. You know, Christmas music is it's pretty incredible. You wonder why so many artists do it is it is because it just gets played all the time. Um, when Christmas comes, you hear, you know, David Bowie and Elton John and, you know, assorted Beatles. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of artists who cut Christmas music. And I just read recently that the biggest selling Christmas record is Mariah Carey. So, <laughs> yeah, and then and then the Beatles did release um, not so much caroling, although they do they do manage to break into assorted versions of uh, Christmas carols on their records. Every Christmas to their fan club, they would release a disc, and they were put together as an album in 1970. Right. I uh, actually one time considered we were the friends that I were going caroling, and I proposed let's all learn Orwenya. Uh, and nobody went for it so. <laughs> oh well all right thanks marv you know uh, glad glad to pop in on your show here yeah uh, thanks for having us <laughs> well uh if you're looking for us look for us on uh, when they was fab at podbean and uh, join our facebook group all right happy new year too Ding dong, ding dong, as George George Harrison would say, the the only Beatle who didn't record a Christmas song. Right, just a New Year's. <laughs> All right, thanks. What's up, everybody? This is Chris from the podcast Real Film Reviewed, and you're listening to Marv on Pods Like Us. What's up, everyone? This is Chris from Real Film Reviewed. My favorite holiday film is Jingle All the Way. It stars one of my favorite people, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and also covers one of my most favorite topics, which is when you just have that one thing that you want more than anything in the world, and it's told from the dad's perspective, as opposed to from the kid's perspective, like a Christmas story. So really enjoyed Jingle All The Way. Brilliant. That's great. As soon as you said Christmas story, I thought exactly the same thing. I thought it's a Christmas story from the parents' point of view. Exactly. Yep. That's always what I thought. <laughs> it's, it's the dad going out to get the BB gun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and like he goes through so much and being a being a parent now and having a young son and knowing that I want to give him, I, I know how I was and how serious I took the thing. Oh, I had what he wanted, but he's only two. So he wants everything right now, <laughs> but um, going through the whole, like, Oh, they're sold out everywhere. And then you try and do these impossible things to get it. Like I would really do that. I would really probably like, if I heard a radio station had it, I would probably just drive down there and like, Hey, I'm here. I have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just funny and uh there's a lot of great people in that film too 
uh, what's his name that's in it that of course I'm drawing a blank that had passed away but he's in that too um, Hartman uh, can't remember his name yeah. totally yeah. drawing a blank on him Me but too. yeah it was he was good in that too I'm Agent Scott and I'm Cam the Provocateur and we're from the Spy Hards Movie Podcast that's right and you are listening to Pods Like Us the podcast that has a license to thrill. Hello, everybody. I'm Marv from uh, Pods Like Us, and I'm speaking with Adam Rayhart from the Rayhart Rundown. How are you doing, everybody? All right. And the Rayhart Rundown is a realistic humorous look at the film industry should we put it that way yeah you, i mean we we love me and my brother we we love comedy we want to do comedy films uh we want to do stand-up comedy um we our love of movies really show in our podcast but where it's more about trying to make people laugh for us yeah but but it works because i mean you know it's it's real you know it's a bit like most of the podcasts that I listen to that are film related are real people watching real films because, you know, there are a lot of shows out there that, you know, go the whole critic route with talking about films. And sometimes I think it's nice to get a real person, a human point of view, almost as though you're actually listening to your, your own buddies, your own friends talking about films. Right. It's yeah. <clears throat> with uh, well, with making, like I said, I mean, me and my brother, we just want to make people laugh. I mean, uh, we firmly believe that laughter is like the best medicine, especially with everything that's happened in the world over the past couple of years. We just want to be able to kind of take people out of today's reality and just, you know, entertain them as you know, kind of put yourself just like watching any comedy movie, you know. Uh, just it kind of takes you out of reality so that you can kind of forget about all the troubles of the world anyway we, we won't we won't we won't go into any that any too much more because otherwise Absolutely. we'll be going into a full-length episode which we are <laughs> planning we are planning for the new year anyway Absolutely. which i'm really looking forward to talking to yourself and, and bob in the future about the show so the idea with this like like i was saying was that it's like a little bit of Christmas and something different for people and, and almost like a message or with some people to give a message. And I wondered, uh, because unfortunately you ended up being busy for the film show. And I know you were originally looking forward to actually being a part of the, I, the show I was, about I, Christmas films. Yeah, I, I heard you guys had a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really jealous that I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> we did. For two and a half hours, we had lots of fun. <laughs> for what was originally going to be an hour and a half well um well for my take on it um my favorite christmas films there's always two that i always watch uh for full-length feature films it's okay okay, so for the longest time i despised christmas um it turned more into what are you gonna buy me than actually spending time with family and for that i despise it i hate black friday people die so that other people can save a hundred bucks and so yeah. I would always every year watch The Grinch. But okay. right before his heart grew grew three sizes too big, I would turn it off. 
<laughs> that was that was my yearly tr- Christmas tradition. Um, but yeah. I mean, I've, I've as I've gotten older, I've warmed up to it. Now I'm actually starting to get more into the Christmas spirit. Um, yeah. And uh, and another one that I always watch is Christmas Vacation. Because to me, it's all about spending time with your family and your loved ones. And Christmas Vacation reminds me so much of my family. Um, Clark Griswold definitely resembling my father. (laughs) So, and then of course, I watch, uh, for TV show wise, I always watch the South Park uh, Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics. Oh, God, yes, absolutely. (laughs) I love that episode. That's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Those are great. Even when uh, me and Bob were at uh, the store the other day, grocery shopping for all the the Christmas dinner supplies, and we started hearing some of the Christmas music, and I'm singing along like Mr. Mackey from South Park, like ding dong kick. (laughs) It's just, I I can't even help myself now. Oh dear, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo. (laughs) Oh man, it's really great. Every year, like I'm probably going to end up watching that tonight. Are there any that so do you, do you watch them more than once? These, I mean, like like Christmas Vacation, or, or I mean, is the Grinch still a favourite of yours? And I'm guessing you mean by that the Jim Carrey one, do you? Yes, the Jim Carrey one. Jim Carrey. I mean, growing up, I I grew up with Ace Ventura and Liar Liar and all of his you know classics from the '90s. So Jim Carrey is always going to be one of my favourite comedian actors. Yeah. And so now I do watch the Grinch every year, but I actually. I, I see it through every year now. Um, yeah. But yeah, and, and usually, I mean, there's there's some Christmas movies that I'll let just play in the background um, as I'm like cleaning the house or like wrapping gifts and stuff like A Christmas Story, you know, all of the classics. Because I'm pretty sure Christmas Story plays for like 24 hours straight on certain networks uh, <laughs> during uh, Christmas. So, of course, and if Elf now is starting to become one, although I've only seen it a couple of times, it's it's becoming one of my favorites for sure yeah it's definitely in my top five elf, elf um, yeah. i mean yeah absolutely i love that film and um <laughs> I, I, perfect casting as well because um i heard that an, an interesting fact with that is that when they um uh casted or when they cast um zoe de chanel in the role they didn't actually realize that she could sing they were really? actually go- they were actually going to get somebody else to to sing and get her to um, get her to mime, and I think she ended up singing at the audition, and it just shocked them because oh, they didn't right realise. So they were looking at it from two points of view, where they take on an actor, and a bit like you know in My Fair Lady when you had um, Audrey Hepburn and they had, was it yeah, and they had a different singer which was um, oh. Um, Sound of Music Woman, Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews does the voice in My Fair Lady, and it's it does the singing voice, and Audrey Hepburn does the acting, and and but it, they were going to do the same thing, and then they realised that wow, she can sing, and damn, can she sing? <laughs> you know, so there you go. Um, I mean, actually you, also just found out recently that they were planning on making an Elf too. Okay. And they offered Will Ferrell somewhere around like $20 million to play wow. Buddy the Elf again. And he turned it down and said, okay. there is no way I'm doing that role again. Because the minute that you do, <clears throat> it's no longer going to become a classic. No. It's like, let it just be the way it is. Let it be a movie that everybody watches year after year. 
you know, for, from here on out. So, and he's right. I mean, the Santa Claus with uh, Tim Allen back in the day, everybody was watching that. They came out with Santa yeah. Claus too. Now nobody cares. So, yep. And Santa Claus three is even worse than Santa Claus two. Exactly. Yep. So. It, it, it's diminishing returns. It's just should have left it at the beginning. It, it's yeah. the matrix effect essentially. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, so um, I did hear the new one's pretty good. I still have yet to watch that, but yeah, I've, I've heard that it's it's a bit like oh, I can't remember what the film is, but almost like they're ignoring the second and third films. <laughs> yeah, ever happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard it's just like rewatching the first one for the first time. Right, that should be quite cool. Then I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that because yeah. the first one. The first one is still a classic film, but I just think that people's opinions of that have been altered because of the second and third of the Matrix films. Oh, yeah. Like, like I, didn't, I actually didn't even bother with the third one. Once I saw the second one, I was like, nope, no, nah, I'm done. <laughs> it's, the same with, it's the same as with the, the Santa Claus, like you said. The second yeah. one was worse than the first, and then the third one was absolutely dreadful. It was a really <laughs> bad film. It really yeah, this, is. They brought like Jack Frost into it, right? Which was like Martin Short, I think. Yep. yep. Like, yeah. That was that was bad. You want to talk about really bad Christmas films? That I've got you on too. There's one that I wanted to watch when I was young, um, but I wasn't allowed to because it was rated R. Um, it was Jack Frost, but it, it was the horror movie. It was the an horror independent movie. film. My brother had it on VHS back in the day right. when I was like nine years old and i saw it and i as a kid like i would always like you know middle of the night wake up sneak down watch horror movies and stuff yeah. and um it was one of the ones that i wanted to watch but my brother had already moved out so i couldn't like sneak into his room take it and watch it like and yeah. finally when i got old enough i saw it on like netflix or something and i watched it the movie is so bad that it's actually kind of good yeah <laughs> like, yeah like it's hor it's horribly bad. The dialogue is bad. Like the acting is terrible. I think it was uh, oh, what's her name? Oh, the girl that was in that played Nadia in the first American Pie, the foreign exchange student. Oh, 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 Elizabeth. Yes. Yeah, I can't oh, remember her name now. But yeah, she, that was her first film when she was like sixteen. Okay. It's Jack wow. Frost, but it was about a serial killer that turns into a snowman and then like <laughs> goes around killing people. And it's just it's it was such a terrible movie. But like I said, so bad that it was good. As opposed to the Michael Keaton film where it's a musician that dies and turns into a snowman. Right. That one I was allowed to watch when I was like, I want to see Jack Frost. My parents handed me that one. And I was like, uh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Which one's so, the better film? The Michael Keaton one. <laughs> yeah. there we go that's yeah. easy enough yeah so uh what you said then about films that are, christmas films that are so bad that they're good i mean i always maintain that about uh, santa claus conquers the martians it's a terrible film but it's hilariously funny in how bad it is i've never heard of that one i'm uh, you, i'm gonna write this down it's it's free to anybody so therefore you'll find it all over the place to watch you should. You, I think you can find it on YouTube. In fact. Oh, right on. There's 
there's a lot of um a lot of films on youtube that i'm starting to find that are just fell through the cracks like me and my brother were just talking about this on our last episode of the podcast did you know that there's a prequel to the grinch the car the original animated cartoon grinch is a prequel called um uh the grinch is halloween or something like that okay yeah and you can find it on youtube the full 30 minute film wow and then, and then of course there's the Star Wars Christmas special, which I've heard you guys have also talked about <laughs> on your last episode. Yep. yep. And that is, you want to talk about terrible. <laughs> that was, that one's rough. We still, we watch, cause this, I think it's like two hours long. Every year we watch 30 more minutes because we just can't, we have to stop it. We can't, we can't get through it. Yep. So. Yep. Bob, Bob's tried to talk me out of watching it. <laughs> Did you watch the whole thing? <laughs> I haven't watched any of it yet. No, but it, it's, but it's there. It's there on Disney Plus in all its glory. I know. Really, I didn't mm. see that one. I thought they tried to bury that, like that. That it was. There's a lot of the time it's just in Wookie Talk, and there's no subtitles. So you just, yeah, you have no idea what they're saying for thirty straight minutes. It's rough. Perhaps they were trying the trying to copy the intro to two thousand and one, where it's just where it's just gorillas talking to each other and apes talking to each other i mean could be but it it, it did not work out <laughs> no, no, not quite the same <laughs> yeah it really wasn't but. dear me yes but yes it's, I've, I've seen i think i saw it advertised on disney plus so I, I mentioned it to bob and bob just kept saying to me no you you really don't want to <laughs> if not it's on youtube it's okay. that's another one that's that's fully on YouTube that you can watch, yeah. Yeah. And just, just going back to one that you mentioned earlier on. So you mentioned Jack Frost in the Santa Claus three, played by Martin Short. And I'll just give a hot take that Martin Short is fabulous in Only Murders in the Building. Only oh Martin. yeah, yeah. My brother was actually telling me about that. I haven't watched that one yet. Uh Steve Martin and Martin Short. Um yeah. Yeah, he told my brother told me he's like that that show's gonna be right up your alley. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. I'm still stuck on that show, Chuck, right now. I've just discovered that. I mean, that's an old show, but that's, I usually I'll stick to one show. <laughs> and then like once I yeah. finish it, I'll go on to another. So as soon as I finish Chuck, I'm gonna go into uh, murder in the building. Yeah. By which point they might have season two available. Which is even better because, yeah. like, that's yeah. what I did, like, with Dexter. I've waited until the series is over and then I watched the full thing and now there's the new one and I'm, like, obsessed. Yeah. But it's, like, every week I'm, like, oh, come on. <laughs> You're killing me. Absolutely. Anyway, have you got any messages or anything you want to say to anybody about, about Christmas or, or do you want to tell anyone what you're up to in the show? Um, yeah, actually, so... Oh, well, first off, Merry Christmas from my family to yours, everybody here at the Ray Hart Rundown. Um, we greatly appreciate all of you, all of you guys. You guys are the, re you fans are the reasons that we can keep on uh, doing this and keep on going. Uh, we have a blast. And, and the more that you listen, the more that we can do. Uh, next month, we are going to video. Um, we are rebuilding a new studio. This one has kind of run its course for us. We just feel like it's time for a change. And once we get the new studio uh, up and built, we are going to video and we are going to be on YouTube. 
And we are going to be doing more out of the studio adventures and video uh, being filmmakers as well. So um, and different shorts that we're going to be posting on our Patreon, um, on our Instagram, YouTube channels, uh, things of that sort. So I'm really excited about that. Right now, you can listen to us on Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts. Those are the two main ones. You can really find us on all of them, but those are the main two ones. If you can rate us, let us know what you think. We'd appreciate that as well. Um, also with Pods Like Us. I mean, this is really awesome for you to, you know, to do this with us and everything. I mean, we're, we're having a blast. So am I. And I'm enjoying the show so much as well. It's a great show. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for talking with me, Adam. Thanks a lot. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Hey there, this is Bobby with the Rock Guys podcast. And you are listening to Marv Smooth on the Pods Like Us podcast. Check him out. Hi everyone, this is Darren from My Guest List Pod. A big Merry Christmas to Marv and everybody else out there. As far as my favourite Christmas movie goes, that's probably National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, uh, Griswold Christmas. Uh, the whole family's there, everyone gets together and it's complete chaos. And as far as an animated movie goes, probably The Polar Express. That's a big favourite in this household and would rival National Lampoon's, I think, for number one or top billing. Anyway, stay listening to Pods Like Us, and everybody have a safe and a Merry Christmas. Hey, this is Greg at Bad Counsel. You want some good counsel? Keep listening to Pods Like Us with Marv, and down with monarchy. Jack, what's your favorite traditional Christmas song and your favorite non-traditional Christmas song? Go. Um, traditional Christmas song. I um. <laughs> what's, the, <laughs> what, uh, what's the one where the chick's trying to leave and he like doesn't want her to go? Like uh, the date cold rape song. Baby, baby cold it's cold yeah. outside. It's <laughs> a good song though, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, there, there, there's, it, it, there, there's a so that's the traditional Christmas date rape song. There's another really creepy contemporary Christmas song that is along, not quite as rapey as that one, but it's creepy nonetheless. You, you ever hear that that the Christmas song by Donny Hathaway? This Christmas, all the signs are shining. We'll be caroling through the night. This Christmas will be. A very special Christmas to me. Hey, this is Jack from Bad Counsel. You want some good counsel? Keep listening to my man Marv from Pods Like Us. <laughs> the the um, the John Lennon Christmas song is good. That one's good. Oh yeah, um, and there's a couple like ones that that play over and over. you know what's a good one is um that's off the cuff. I do like some off the cuff stuff. That that old, I play that Run DMC Christmas song pretty much every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christmas then the, and Hollis. The, yeah, Christmas and and then the waitresses. What is that? Um, oh yeah, Christmas rapping. rapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's not bad. So I like uh, the Kinks know. Father Christmas. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's all right. There's some some out there. So but I yeah, think we might be a, a yeah, little undisciplined here. Chris, there's not enough Christmas songs to play. Hi, this is Katie of Bad Council with some good counsel. 
You should keep listening to Marv at Pods Like Us. <laughs>
you have a story about the toy that you had for Christmas. Yeah, this is my office here where I do all my writing. And you can see I have some He-Man toys behind me. I have uh, some Star Wars toys, Elf, basically anything from the 80s on, a bunch of Lego. Uh, maybe you can't see me if you're listening, but I have some records on the wall, Never Ending Story, Labyrinth, Dark Crystal, uh, LPs from the 80s. So as a now a grown adult, I have a lot of toys. And I think this stems from one Christmas. I want to say it was 1985 or 86, because I'm old. I think it was, it might have, it was the Christmas before, the next Christmas I got the Nintendo Entertainment uh, System. So that was a great Christmas. But this particular Christmas, we had a, a toy exchange in, in school. I was in first or second grade, very young. And my mom and I went to a store to pick out a, you know, small toy to hand out in this toy exchange, which was a mystery. You just threw toys in a pile and everyone grabbed one. And I picked out this little kind of cheapy belt with a car on it because it was hit the price. And it was like a belt that could come off and become a track. I thought it was kind of cool, but it was just a little toy. And so the next day I went to school and uh, my mom had wrapped all the presents. This was the day before Christmas Eve. And we handed out all the gifts, and uh, one of the kids I kind of knew, but um, was only kind of, like, we played at recess, but never, like, invited over to each other's house. He came up, and he was so excited, and he was grabbing me. He was like, Tom, I can't believe it. Thank you, thank you. And I was like, oh, okay, I thought, you know, it was just a, just a little uh, kind of toy. And he held up a He-Man toy, a Stinkor figure. Right. Which was like at the time about, you know, eight to ten bucks, not the two dollar belt toy. And I was I was very confused. And then I got home and the next day my mom let me open a present and it was the little toy belt with the car in it because my mom had confused the two presents and sent me to school with this Stinkor figure, this He-Man Masters of the Universe Stinkor figure. And so I think I've never really gotten over that. And I just keep buying toys to fill that void of that Stinkor figure from that Christmas so very long ago. <laughs> Brilliant. Did, did you end up getting a Stinkor figure of your own eventually? I have multiple Stinkor figures, yes. And I have, I have some on order. The He-Man's Origin line is the new line. Uh, not the newest line, but a new line based on the old 80s figures. And I have... I have one entire set of everything they've released for my son, who's one. So he's not okay. old enough to play with them yet. And then I have a couple extras, the He-Man, Skeletor, um, and their cats, and uh, and a couple Stinkor figures for me. And so I have a big, he has a big display downstairs. It's his, technically. Big display downstairs, all still in the box. All, pe all on a pegboard, hung up like a toy store. So when he gets a little older, he can go check him out. And my wife is like, well, what happens if he doesn't like He-Man? And for, from my point of view, it's a win-win. If he likes He-Man, great. He has an entire collection to play with. If he doesn't yep. like He-Man, I have a sweet collection mint in the box. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that, that's the way to think of it. That's brilliant. And you, you share a love there with... Joe, who is the non-Trekkie, 
from Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the Deep Space Nine show, mm, because yeah. he loves um, He Man and the world yeah. of the Masters of the Universe very much. Same here. Absolutely. I have a couple of the uh, books back there too, the Art of and all the comics that came with the original figures. That's brilliant. That's great. So, anyway, have, have you got have you got any messages for the uh, for the listeners? And is there anything you want to promote that you've got coming up? Um, well, I mean, always my podcast uh, animation. You can find the easiest way to do it is go to our link tree. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's l i n k t r dot e e slash animation. Uh, so it says link tree, but it's a dot ee, not a dot com. And uh, or you can just go to any podcast app and search for animation, anime, S-H-I-N. Uh, on the podcast, it's my buddy Blake and me. I go by Merv on the podcast because uh, it's an old nickname um, that me and okay. him. So it's based on my last name. So that's what he calls me. So I'm Merv on the show. So if people are confused, like, which one's Tom? Uh, but that's a great place. I mean, really for Christmas, I just want everyone to be happy, uh, be kind to each other, you know, have a Merry Christmas or whatever holiday you're, you are or aren't celebrating. Um, I know Christmas can be a lonely time for some people. That's why podcasts are great. It's like hanging out. That's why I love podcasts. Cause like hanging out with your friends even if you don't know them or you've just met them for the first time, even though you've listened to a handful of their podcasts. Uh, So that's just it. Just remember the end of the year, have a good time. And if, if you need, um, I found that the podcast community, if if you're lonely, you know, DM some of them, reach out and say, Hey, and almost everyone I've talked to has been extremely supportive and, and has been extremely friendly and and generous with their time even even the bigger podcasts even some of the bigger podcasts that i thought would never yeah. give me the time of day been really really nice nice guys and gals absolutely i found that with the there's a bigger podcast called real blend uh who, mm. who are affiliated with the with the big uh entertainment in company um news yeah. company cinema blend and uh sean o'connell who is the managing editor of, of the group Cinema Blend, he actually was one of my first interviews over a year ago. That's cool. So, which was really cool, you know, because you don't think you're going to get these people, you know, that, um, and then I've talked to people who are actual professional radio presenters have been for years and are quite sort of, there's one who's there's actually quite famous over here in the UK and I was surprised to get him as well. Shout out to that's, Ben Burrell. That's nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. I listen to a ton. I listen to a lot of podcasts from the UK because y'all's accent is so listenable to. Yeah, and we've got so many different accents as well, according to where we are in the country. You you probably do. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> it's it's like everybody assuming that all Americans have the same accent, isn't it? Right. Yeah, they do the Southern accent the texas accent for all of us which is fine it's it's cool i mean i again i couldn't tell if you were from wales or scotland or i could probably tell if you were from scotland but you know if british or welsh or whatever i can't tell them apart 
<laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> anyway, thank you for speaking with me, Merv. Yeah, as well. Hey, this is Brian with Concerts That Made Us podcast, and you're listening to Pods Like Us, a great show about other great shows. Hey everybody, this is Mar from Pods Like Us, and I'm chatting with my friend Hudson Ranny, who does the solo Beatles show I Know I Know. And he's also my co-host on a podcast called P2 Podcast Blues or George Harrison Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. That's okay. We, we, uh, for anybody interested, we, we discuss, um, when we get to it, we discuss Danny, Danny Harrison as well, because he's done some incredible music and some great projects as well, which, funnily enough, includes um, the great work that he and his friend Paul did on the recent uh, remastering and remix of the George Harrison album, All Things Must Pass. Plug, plug. Yeah. Really brilliant. Yeah, really Um, good work. I think we should record a show sometime soon. (laughs) Yeah, we are doing. So... Along with all the other little snippets that you've heard in this show, that or will have heard in this show, uh, we're going to discuss something that is important to a fellow podcaster about Christmas, and I believe Hudson wants to speak about music, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the music man. So you want to talk about um, Beatles songs that you love and Beatles-related Christmas songs, which I love as well. I mean, they're in, you know, two of them are in my top five Beatles. I mean, Christmas songs of all time. Two of them are. They are my two favorites. So. Yeah, because I mean, personally, my one and two are um, of all time of Christmas songs are John's uh, "Happy Christmas" War is over at one, and then Paul simply having. Well, a wonderful Christmas time at number two. So, going to war, Happy Christmas War is over. One of John's best vocals. I think it's brilliant. I think it's great. I think. I, th- I think it's. Um, I think it's one of the most perfect co-writes that he's done with. Um, well, at least uh, credited co-writes at the time that he did with with Yoko, because I think Yoko's bit in the middle or the the uh, the chorus, so to speak. I think that bit is just perfect the way that she's worded it. I mean, it's it's simple, like a lot of the best things that Yoko's actually written. I think there's a simplicity to that statement um, in the chorus, and there's a beauty to the the whole melody that her and the children are singing in that section as well which matches beautifully with John's uh, folky corpse, folky verses I agree um, I love the instrument, I love John's guitar playing on the song as well it's simple but like John could just do like simple little songs 
or whatever it may be, right? Yep. And I think because of the problem that they had with the, the sound of how they recorded it, uh, the effect that they put on it with that uh, with that splashback reverb is perfect for the song as well. It gives it that almost um, almost surreal feel to the to the sound as well. I agree. And we also have uh, the. I mean, it was um, our friend Owen Lane posted this saying that this was actually technically McCartney's first solo. Did you see that? Um, oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because he never released a single from McCartney, and of course, anything from Ram period would be credited as Paul and Linda McCartney. So yeah, that's that's probably true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I thought really opened my eye. At yeah. Out of the two, I'll be honest, might be my favorite. Like, I love those, like, I love the synth. I love the, the happy, all feeling. It's just so uplifting, so much fun. McCartney, too, it, it's just killer. But be honest. Yeah. I, I, think it, I think it's funny that um, it's... Um... That you know it was recorded as as you know part of one of his home recording experiments and um, during the McCartney two period and I think it it works because of that as well um, the it, the happiness that you get in the song that's pure joy you know is added to by the fact that is in is at home and you know and you can have that almost like. He's recording it for fun anyway. All the all those songs on McCartney Two were fun experimentation, um, and that fun extends itself into the the whole feel of that song. Good point. Um, and you also think about, I, I believe it was recorded or started to be worked on right after the um, infamous drug bust, um, which. I mean, we know how that went, and it really took a long It really did. And I think it may have killed that relationship with him and Denny, yeah. which is something I've always wondered. Um, yeah, I, I think I think there was a there was something there. But then again, I mean, you know, Paul had Paul had had problems with drugs uh, and the police before then anyway, you know, because it's that if, if, if people that know the Beatles will follow them anyway, or a bit more than the, the casual fan will, will remember that, you know, the, the, the infamous, um, you know, he, he got some seeds in the post, should we say that, 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 that incident from, from the early seventies as well. Um. Now going into those New Year's songs, briefly touch upon. Um, got Ding Dong Ding Dong. I love this song. Like this is my like, guilty pleasure of George Harrison music. I'll be honest. I like that song. It's um, dare we say it's a rarity with George, where it's a it's a very happy and uplifting. It's very 
It is because it, it's a it's a major major key that it's in anyway all the way through, and it's just uplifting and a, a great song and and it works as well because he feels the song and it because he's put a bit he's put himself into the song with with his own spirituality as well and his own beliefs. I think it works more as well. Most songs work more if, if the actual singer is feeling the song and it's from them anyway, I think, personally. And that's definitely a case with Ding Dong, Ding Dong. And it, it's also George's sense of humour as well throughout that song, you know, because you'll always find George having a good laugh with people. And I think he's got that in there as well that's part of it. And I love that music video. That's so much fun um, of him. He's just happy. He's smiling. And that's just so dear for George. I, I, like, I like so many of George's music videos, you know, because it, it's, it's, I feel bad in a way because back in the day, I didn't see that many of his videos. And now that I've seen them later on, I almost regret that because there was... He's always having a good laugh in the videos. The videos are always funny. And I like that about his videos. Yeah. I agree with you. And, uh, and here's to the Nights by Ringo, which came out. I think it was like a year ago next week. Yeah. I, um, it's a really interesting song. It doesn't really get all that much love, especially Beatleland. Um, I think that um, it really was one of the best songs that he's done in the last 10 years. It's happy, he's smiling. Diane Warren wrote that. And I also believe she wrote, wrote uh, Wait the World. You know. 93. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what can you say about Diane Warren? She's, a, she's an incredible powerhouse of a, of a songwriter. And, you, you know, in a way, uh, I think I remember Ringo saying at the time, I think he said, you don't turn down a song that's specially written for you by Diane Warren. No, I don't think you turn, out, turn down anything from Diane no, no, you don't. No, no. If you sent me a song and said, here's a song for you, Marv, I'm there. Diana, you can reach Marv at pods like us at gmail.com. Well done. <laughs> well done. Wow. You got my plug in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. But, um, just, just as a, as a tag to this, I'll, I'll also say, uh, if you want a, well, if you can get older, because it's not easy to get older. Um, if you want a Christmas album from that's Beatles related, that is just joy all the way through from beginning to end. The Peace and Love Man himself, Ringo Starr, uh, he released. Was it? I want to be. I want to be Santa Claus. Is that the name of the album? That's such a good album. <laughs> it is. It is. I love the one with the sitar as well. Surprises me that that one, that song is great. I wonder if George had any problem with that. I don't know. I've got no idea. Not a clue. 
it was yeah. Probably, it was probably as a nod to George. Actually, I would have thought that song. Probably not. But yeah, but I'm not too familiar with it. I've only heard it maybe three or four times. It's not like ingrained here. Well, if you only listen to it at Christmas, then you're not going to remember it tonight that well. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Unlike uh, War, Merry Christmas, War is Over. I, f- I feel bad that I can't hear that song all, all year round because I think that's a song that's just wasted on only being played at Christmas. It's, I know. it's an important message. It's in, an important message, isn't it? It's important. It, it really is. I think it's up there with uh, with songs of John's like um, uh, Imagine and all the classic John solo songs. I think that's that's one of his greatest solo songs, I think, personally. I would agree with you. Probably top five. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, anyway, Hudson, get plugging away and let people know uh, what, what you've got coming up, what you're looking forward to, and um, also how to get in touch with you. So, the best way to get in touch with me is by email. You can email me Hudson at solobeatlespodcast.com. Oh, I went a little professional. <laughs> you did. Uh, and then you can also find me. You can find my show at silverbeetlepodcast.com. The site should be up by tonight. Uh, hopefully, so by the time the episode goes out. And um, you can listen to my show. I know I know it's Silver Podcast on all platforms. I've got an episode that I recorded early December with Jerry Hammack, which should be a lot of fun. Um, who did the Beatles recording reference manuals books, and if you don't own them, go get them. <laughs> Is there essential? And, uh, well, I've got the George Harrison podcast show, our most recent show. What was our most recent show? It's been a couple of weeks. It has been a couple of weeks, Tess. I think it was the one that I did with uh, Pat. Yes. Yeah, that, that was a good episode. I enjoyed that. Thank you. So, so you listen to your own show? <laughs> it's, strange, it's strange listening to my own show when I wasn't available to do because I wasn't able to do it that time. Uh, but, you know, I, I thought I'd listen to it. But it is strange listening to a show with yourself in and then also listen to a show that you're normally in, but you're not in. That's that's even more strange. That was a really fun show. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anything. Well, I'm appearing on pods like that. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. War is over if you want. Yeah.